like the rain and I like the sunshine, don't you? Amen. I'm glad that we can serve the Lord. And uh, what a blessing this morning. Now Galatians chapter number 1. And uh, the title of my message again is another gospel with a question mark. Another gospel. I don't believe there's another gospel. There's only one real gospel. So don't, don't, don't go off saying, well, the preacher said there's another one. Well, you listen to the word of God. I think it'll help you here. And uh, he said, he, he warned us about it there in verse number six. He said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from the him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. And then he says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you. Notice this, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. I don't know, when someone perverts something bothers me. And uh, I think about perverts today that disgust us. You know what disgusts me? People perverting the truth. So I preach you need love. I have love. I love God so much I hate it when people pervert the gospel. I love people. I want people to be saved. Everybody comes to the door when I go soul winning. I want to love them. I ask God help me love them because he loved them first. And I want to tell them how to be saved. They may cuss me, but I still want them to be saved. And, uh, but I'm glad today for the word of God. Let's ask God to help us again. Father, bless now. Help me as I preach. Help us to focus our attention now upon the word of God. It's a holiday weekend. But Father, help us to focus now on this short time that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are many today who criticize soul winning. I don't have much time to listen for that, amen. I just, people can criticize it. They can criticize standards in soul winning and in King James Bible all they want to, but they, uh, they're going to find out they're wrong about it. But the people today will criticize soul winning, and they'll say, and I had, I had a woman one day came to my office and told me, she said, she walked in and she looked at a book that I had there, somebody wrote, and she says, I don't like their writing. I said, why not? He said, they believe in easy believism. And I'm like, what? Easy believism. She goes, I don't believe in that. She believes you need to be saved, but she doesn't believe in easy believism. Usually people who don't believe, that say they don't believe in this easy believism are usually not soul winners. Because it's easy to get saved. Well, how many of you took a course for salvation? Do you find anywhere in the Bible where it says, you know, do you find anybody in the Bible who went through a, a step-by-step course into salvation? You know, I think about that. The one that comes to my mind right now is the Ethiopian. He's out there. He's reading. He doesn't understand what he's reading. But God's, God, here, here, here's, here's the plan. God said to Philip, he said, Philip, drop what you're doing and go. The word go always is an important part of salvation. He said, I want you to go down. There's an Ethiopian down there. You go down and talk to him. He went down. The Ethiopian's sitting in his, in his chariot, and he's reading the word of God. What word of God that he had at that time? And he said, do you understand what you're, what you're reading? He said, how can I know? Let some man guide me. That's the soul winner. He told him how to be saved. He got saved. And here's the thing. He didn't wait months and months and go through classes and get baptized. No, this church today said, well, you got to take this class on baptism. No, you just need to get, you want a class, get a class on obedience. 
What he needed to do was just get baptized, and that's what he did. He says, hey, you need baptized. And he says, well, hey, we've got to find some water. And they found some water. I don't know how big the puddle was or how big the lake it was or pond it was, but what happened is they found some water in that Ethiopian. They got down in, the, in there, and Philip went down there with them and baptized him. Easy believism? I'd have to say it was pretty easy. How about the jailer who came in, the Philippian jailer came in, and then what did he do? He said, what must I do to be saved? Then Paul didn't say, well, you've got you to get this correspondence course, and you've got to be in church so long, and you've got to start living right. That's not what he said. You just need to call upon Christ. It actually is easy. Now, I'm not saying there's a magic prayer. I believe there's sometimes people say, well, if you'll just say this, these words here, you'll automatically be saved. No, they've got a man believeth with, it, it has to be from his heart. With mouth, confession is made. But I believe the reason people talk about easy believism and what we're going to talk about in a moment is this. They don't understand the grace of God in faith. Thank God for grace. And thank God we could put our faith in the Lord. He made us and gave us that faith. Jesus did it all for us. And really getting saved is not a hard thing. I'll start this. It may sound like the invitation, but the fact of the matter is, if you're not saved this morning, you can get saved. It won't be hard. All you've got to do is put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's that easy. But I also want to talk about this that I think the scripture's talking about here is what they call lordship salvation. I've heard people talk about it before. I've heard folks on the radio talking about it. And by the way, you can't believe every radio program you hear. There's a good one called Patterns for Christian Living. Everything's right there. Even the man who preaches on it, man, he is so good. Oh, yes. But they say lordship salvation. They say he is either, Jesus is Lord of all or Lord not at all. That's wrong. And I'll get into this as we get into the lesson here this morning, the message this morning. But lordship salvation is an unscriptural teaching. And here's what the danger is. And when God used such strong language here, calling it was accursed. The reason God made it a strong language here is because it's dealing with the plan of salvation or the doctrine of salvation. There is such a thing as the doctrine of salvation. And you dead sure better have it right. And so what, what lordship salvation is unscriptural in its teaching. And those who teach this claim that they must make Jesus Lord of your life in order to be saved. It was never told to the, as I gave the illustrations just a moment ago, it was never told to the jailer he had to do that. You make him Lord of your life, and then you could be saved. That Ethiopian in that chariot, that didn't, it, it, Philip didn't say, well, you make him Lord of your life, and then you can be saved. No, you know what? People that need to be saved got to realize the first thing is this, that I am a sinner. Not making Jesus Lord of your life. They'll even say this, you cannot receive Jesus as your Savior without receiving him as your Lord. Or if Jesus is not Lord of your life, then you're not really saved. And you know what? It sounds very spiritual. But we got a problem here. 
Isn't it amazing how sometimes Bible verses cause people a problem? And this thing about easy believism and, and what we're talking about, lordship salvation, there's a problem because we have a Bible that tells us differently. Man comes up with his own ideas. I've talked to a lot of people. Work salvation. You have probably too if you've ever been out soul winning. But even work salvation. And what happens is they, 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 I, I, think, I, I think this is their problem. They stay away from the word of God. Most of those folks don't want to carry a Bible to their church either. Because they, the Bible gets in the way of their doctrines that man is teaching. Doctrines are very important. I've talked about that many a times, but you better have Bible doctrines and not man doctrines or church doctrines. And so the Bible teaches salvation one way, by grace through faith. By grace through faith. Did you notice I didn't say the word works? Grace through faith. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Aren't you glad eternal life is a gift? Because it could have been a gift that you and I didn't have enough money to pay for. Or couldn't do enough to gain, and we can't. It's a gift. It says in verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. I oftentimes say, you can tell people who believe in work salvation, they begin to tell you about how good they are. What do you think? If you die, do you think you'd go to heaven? Oh, I think I would. Well, I'm a pretty good person. Well, I do this and I do that. I help out at the church. Well, I've been in the church forever. Work salvation? I don't find works in my Bible about salvation. But there are those who teach that lordship salvation. They say it's not enough to trust Jesus. You must then also make him lord of your life in order to be saved. Now listen to this. I believe we need to make Jesus Lord of our life. But not to be saved. We're not saved because he's Lord of our lives. And I, I believe that, that this, this Lordship salvation is what we're talking about here. I think it qualifies that the Lordship salvation qualifies in what, what the apostle was talking about here. Yeah, Paul was talking about when he said in verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now another gospel would be some way other than grace. Which is not really a gospel, but to a lot of people it is gospel to them. They say, well he's got to be made Lord of your life and saying that is gospel. No, that is not gospel. And so we find that he warns here and contrasts the grace of God with another gospel. He doesn't really define it, but I think he leaves us open there for us to define it as whatever comes up by somebody else other than the grace of God. Many religions today teach all different kinds of things. But that he said about this another gospel, he said, listen, it's not another way. He wasn't talking about another way to be saved. Understand this. There is only one way to be saved. You say, well, for Baptists. No, there's one way for Catholics to get saved. There's one way Mormons get saved. You say, well, they have their other way. There's only one way they can get saved. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ, by the grace of God. 
I believe this, they get saved, they're not going to want the false gospel. They're going to want the real gospel. And I don't understand why they would want to stay in that church. It doesn't mean when it says another gospel, there are many different ways to be saved. No, it's not that. But he said there's something that we didn't preach to you. Remove from that, from him that called unto you the grace of Christ, which he said in verse 7, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would prevent, uh, uh, pervert the gospel of Christ. And look at verse number 8. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached. He's saying, listen, we have preached to you the gospel. The apostle Paul said, listen, you heard the truth. You knew the truth. Why would you want to look for something else? You don't get better than the truth. I mean, understand, you don't get anything better than the truth. You say, well, preacher, I just don't see the big deal. Why do you even spend some time on this this morning? Because God said what these people are doing, they're, in verse 7, he said they're perverting the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you something. Would you be upset if somebody tried to pervert one of our kids? Man, I'd be, like, I'd be on them like ugly on an ape, Amen. I mean, all over them, I'd be really mad to try to pervert our kids. Let me tell you something. I really get mad when people try to pervert the gospel. I mean, they could be really nice and say, well, you know, I'm a humble person. And, and you know, we're just doing the best we can. We, we just believe that, you know, we've got we've to, in this case here, we've got to make Jesus Lord of our life or we're not going to make it. Well, you're not going to make it if that's what you're trying to do because you don't do it all the time. said they pervert the gospel. That tells me this. It's a big deal. In fact, what does he say in verses 8 and 9? But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you uh, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Look on down, verse number 9. The last part says, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Paul said, listen, somebody comes and tells you something different than what I told you. He said, let him be accursed. You say, well, what's that mean? You know what that means? The word accursed means? It means condemned to the pit of hell. That's pretty strong. God said, anybody comes and brings anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, any other way to be saved, he said, may they be condemned under the pit of hell. I said, preacher, you know, that's not politically correct. That's biblically correct. May they be condemned to hell. That's how bad it is. You know, well, you know, I just don't think it's really that bad. You know, I don't think we need to get upset about it. It's sending a lot of people to hell, and somebody ought to be upset about it. There's not another, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's amazing. And I think Paul was surprised that so many people were listening to this garbage that was coming out from other people. You know, uh, listen, you know, you ought not be listening to somebody that's not telling you the truth. You say, well, I'm listening to this guy. You know, it's kind of like what I said about that debate last week. You know, this guy, King James and against and for King James. I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't invite anybody to that. Because I don't think anybody needs to hear the con about the King James Bible. Why they believe it's not inspired. People don't need to hear that. You know why? Because we have the truth. You don't have to sit down and listen to the garbage. You need to listen to the truth. A lot of people get upset about it uh, today. They get upset about those things, but I don't know why they don't get into church and hear the truth then. Listen to this, Romans eleven six, And if by grace... Then it is no more of works. 
Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. You know, it's either grace or works. I talk to people, you have too, around here and everywhere. Hey, I believe in the grace of God, but you've got to do the best you can. Well, if you're doing the best you can, you've nullified grace. You, you, it, it's, it's either or you're looking at. God said it's by grace, not of works. You say, preacher, you mean I could be saved and then I never obey? You, listen, I was born again, but I didn't always behave myself. I was born the first time, I didn't always behave myself. All of us. You see, grace, you know, when, I, when I think about grace, we oftentimes think about, you know, if you have a bill that's due and it says due by this date, but you've got five days grace period. That's not real grace. You say, what, what's, what's, real, what's real grace? Uh, that's, grace is unmerited, undeserved favor of God toward hell-deserving sinners. There's where real grace is. I deserve to burn in hell. Every one of us in this room, I wish you would let it sink in and make us happy we're saved. We deserve hell. We deserve hell. You see, really, in all religions, in all religions, there's only two ways that are preached salvation. One is this. Salvation, man saves himself. The second way is this. God saves man. I'm glad I believe the second one. God saves man. But every religion, talk about anyone you want to. Talk about Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses. Talk about the Muslims. Talk about the Hindus. You talk about anybody. Any different religion here, it is one or the other. I'll tell you right now, false religions don't teach by the grace of God. They teach by works. Some look back, back years ago, some of the Catholic folks, what they do, they felt they could go make it to heaven if they walk up, if they crawl up these steps in Italy there. And, and they, they crawl up until their knees are bloody. And they think that brings them salvation. How many Catholics today go down to the front of the church and have a, have a, a priest go and take a wafer and put it in their mouth and give them a sip of wine and they think, walk away and say, I am saved. It's by grace, not by the works that they do of taking that. They're perverting it. There's a man don't say anything about Catholic folks. Let me tell you something. I'll say it about Baptist folks if they say that you're saved by taking Lord's Supper. You see, man saves himself by reforming or cleaning up his life before he really does get saved or merits salvation. They believe that man can be saved by behaving himself. If that's true, we're all in a heap of trouble. Amen. I don't always behave myself. Well, don't look at me that way. You don't either. Oh, yes, I do. Well, you're feeling up there for that halo right now, but that halo's being held up by two horns. I don't always behave. We always, we're not saved, and we don't behave good enough so that we get merit salvation. Jesus came to save sinners. 
Those who teach lordship salvation say that man saves himself by making Jesus Lord of his life. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. He said, Everyone that believeth, not everyone that behaves. I tell you what, there's a lot of saved people who need a good spanking from the Lord. Because they don't behave. But he chastens. Doesn't the Bible say he chastens his children? Why is he chasing us? We're his children. We got saved. But if he's, you've got to make him Lord of your life. I'll tell you this, if he's got to spank us, evidently we're not making him Lord. You know, the person who makes him Lord does this, obeys him. God don't spank us for obeying. God is not hard on us. God loves us. But he chastens us because we're his. You know what? The only thing you can do with the gospel is this. Believe it. Easy believism. You know, it really is easy to believe it. I was told one day that I was a sinner. That was easy to believe. I was told I wasn't righteous. Man, that was easy to believe. I know me. I was told that Jesus loved me. Well, that was easy to believe too. He died on the cross. Buried three days and three nights. I believed it too. Rose again. By the way, that's the gospel. You know what I did to get saved? Believed him. Believed him. When I prayed, I prayed. I didn't pray. Oh God, I promise I'll be the. I'll never sin. I'll never do anything wrong. Oh God, I promise you this. I'll show you that 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 I can do everything right. No, I knew I couldn't. He saved me. I like that song, "Just as I am." The gospel's good news. It's the good news of his death, burial, and resurrection. Many today are trying to muddy the gospel. You have to make him Lord to be saved. Or you have to do your best along with faith. No, it's one or the other. I need to put my faith in Christ. Let me ask you something this morning. When you got, when, was there a time in your life you realized you needed a Savior? You asked Jesus to save you? Or did you ask God to help you work your way through your salvation? I remember a man used to come to church years and years. None of you were around even in that time. Just me and my wife. And Noah. And not this one. <laughs> and Abraham. You know, we, this guy came to church and he told me, he says, oh, my son. You know what happened? This guy started listening to the wrong people. He went to the same school I went to. I don't believe he graduated, but he went for a while. And then he started hooking up with some Methodist folks. And he started listening to what they were saying about this lordship salvation. And you know what? I remember one day he told me this. He says, you know what? My son's soon going to get saved. I said, why? He's working it out. What are you working out? It was already done on the cross of Calvary. It seems to me I read that Jesus said, it is finished. You know what you're saying? My son's about ready to turn over a new leaf. You don't get saved by turning over a new leaf. You get saved by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ in the finished work of Christ. 
These folks have another gospel, which is not a gospel. And God said in his word, let them be accursed. Let them be accursed. Let them go to the pit of hell. I said, preacher, that's so strong. But understand what's happening. To put works for salvation is not salvation. It's not another gospel. That's what he said in verse 7, which is not another. People were saying this is the way to be saved. They say it's a gospel. God said it's not another gospel. It's not. They want to try to add to the gospel. They want to help God with their salvation. They want to help keep them saved. I'm glad when I got saved, I'm in his hands. I don't keep saved. Amen. You don't either. Well, yeah, preacher, I got to work on this. I got, you know, I, I talked to folks, and, and they said, well, you know, you just got to do the best you can, you know, just try. And I, I had one just up the road here tell me, he said, he says, I hope I'm doing the right things. I'm like, you dumb bunny, why don't you look in the Bible and see what the Bible says, because we're dealing with eternal life. You imagine coming to the end of life, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you die, and, 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 and now you, you find out, oh, I didn't do the right things. I'm glad I did the right thing, and that was put my faith and trust in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and by faith, that grace God gave to me saved me. He said, man, I've got to wait one of these days. God make up his mind someday. God already made up his mind. Whosoever will may come. It doesn't change. We're just doing the best we can. They're perverters. I know that sounds rough. Bible, though, isn't it? perverters Adam and Eve tried that Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden can you imagine how wonderful we can't imagine it we have the only garden we can think of has weeds and and, and is a cursed world but think about Adam and Eve were living in a time before sin how wonderful it must have been don't you think Adam and Eve enjoyed all God's creation in fact I believe Adam enjoyed Eve and Eve enjoyed Adam they loved each other they walked with each other. They were there in that garden. How wonderful it was. But all of a sudden, what happened one day? They sinned. And because of their sin, what happened? They realized they had the knowledge of their sin. They saw their nakedness. And right away, they said, we just need to ask God to forgive us. No. What'd they do? We got to do something about it. So they went down to Hobby Lobby and bought some fig leaves. <laughs> no, there was, I know some of you were probably said, no, there was no Hobby Lobby then. It's Kmart. But anyways, but they, 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 they went and they got them some fig leaves and they sewed it together. And they made them outfits of leaves. Isn't that amazing? I, I believe this. I really do. I believe Adam looked at Eve and said, that looks good. And she looks at him and says, you look good in your outfit too. I'm sure they looked at each other and said in unison, we look good. Probably, don't you think? Why? They made it. They're all decked out in their fig leaves. They're walking around and saying, man, we're good now. We did it. We've got these beautiful fig leaves now. We've got, we're all dressed up now. Boy, I'll tell you, this is great. And all of a sudden, Adam! Let me ask you, is this what happened? Eve, it's God. Let's go show them our new outfits. 
Come on. And they skip over to see God. They say, God, what do you think? Huh? Looks nice, don't it? That's not what happened. What'd they do? They hid, didn't they? They hid. They were embarrassed. Because what they tried did not work. Their works failed. God called them and found them. And Adam and Eve were so embarrassed by their good works. But before God came around, they felt really good about it. But God wasn't impressed. God said, hold on here a minute. He killed an animal. And he made them coats of skin. Just shows me again the modesty God wants for us. Cover up your stinking body. Amen. You don't need hanging out to places where people don't dress much. Ooh, may I park here for a moment? We need to cover our bodies up. You say, well, I can't, I'll tell you, no pervert better look at me. Don't give me anything to look at. Amen. Ooh, boy, this is getting tough now. I know summer's about over, but the truth still is not over. And so what happened? God gave them new coats of skin. Now, wait a minute. Something had to die, didn't it? God's plan was blood. It was a picture of what Christ was going to do on the cross of Calvary, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Adam and Eve, those fig leaves didn't cause blood. No blood came because of those fig leaves. And again, I'm sure Adam and Eve thought they did a good job, but God said that won't work. Let me tell you something. Everybody believing in them doing the best they can won't work. There's going to be folks dying, go to hell, and say, but Lord, we did all these things in your name, and we, we did this and that. And God said, I never knew you. Because there's only one way of salvation is through grace. Amen. Salvation is of the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Adam and Eve's doings wasn't right because I'm glad that God made the way of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, which tells me this, that salvation is not lordship salvation. Salvation is by grace. They say, well, if you don't give over to the control of your life to Jesus Christ at the moment of salvation, you're not saved. Let me ask you this. Everybody saved this morning, say amen. amen. Now I want everybody to say amen to this next thing. How many of you can say amen? And since I've been saved, I've always obeyed the Lord. I thought you all said you were saved. Evidently, he's not Lord of our life all the time. Because if he's Lord, we do what he says. He said, well, then should we not worry about it? No, I think we ought to make him Lord of our life, but not for salvation. Because if salvation has to do with him, Lord of my life, then I would lose my salvation over and over again. And I'd be afraid if I lost my salvation, I'd be afraid that I might die when I have lost it yet to regain it. There's been times when we disobey him. That's what he said in Luke 6, 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Now, don't get me wrong this morning. I believe in surrender. Amen. 
You with me? Uh, are you still worried about what I said about covering up your body? I don't know. All right, come on. Let's, let's move on now, all right? Wait till you get home, then you can get mad again. But here, here's the thing, that I believe in surrender, but not to be saved, but because I'm saved. When I was born into the Bider family, I had to surrender to my dad and mom, which I sometimes didn't. But the reason I surrendered to them was because I was born into that family. The reason we surrender unto the Lord Jesus Christ was because we were born to that family, that moment of your salvation. Surrender is a good thing, but not salvation. I think about David. If lordship salvation is true, then David lost his salvation. Because David didn't always surrender to the Lord, did he? They give you two names. Bathsheba. Uriah. Tells me this. David didn't always surrender, did he? Didn't always. And yet, we've known that he was a saved man. You say, but yeah, but, you know, he, he lost something. Yeah, he sure did. But he didn't lose his salvation. Here's why. Listen to this. Psalm 51, verse 12. That whole psalm there is talking about David pleading with God about the sin that he committed. Not to save him again, but listen to this. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. You know what David lost? His joy. You know what's wrong with a lot of Christians today? They lost their joy. Why? Sin will take the joy away. Sin will not take your salvation away. Well, he's got to be Lord of your life or you're not saved. No, you don't get saved over and over again. You would have to if you have to make him Lord of your life to be saved. What about Peter? Peter denied the Lord, didn't he? He denied the Lord, quit the ministry, went back fishing. I'd have to say that Peter didn't always have Jesus Lord of his life. Was he saved? Yeah. Let's see, who did God choose to be one of the preachers there at uh, Pentecost? Peter. Right? Yeah, you see... Salvation is by grace. It's not lordship salvation. He's got to be Lord or not. He's either Lord of all or Lord not at all. That's crazy. Salvation is by grace. What about Noah? Well, what a man. To build the ark? I mean, can you imagine what great faith he had in God? A picture of salvation. And after they get off the ark, what happens? No, if there one day he gets drunk. I would say that's not making Jesus Lord, right? But he was still God's child. How about Lot? Whew. What a mess that man got into. He figured he's smarter than Abraham. Thought he could do his own thing. Thought, well, you know, I can pitch my tent towards Sodom and I'll be all right. He wasn't. A lot of people believe the same thing today. You know, man, preacher, we can just, we can hobnob with the world. We'll be all right. You watch and see what happens. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, there, there, it, it, here, was, here was Lot and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Next thing you know, he's in Sodom. Next thing you know, the angels, God said, think about this. Was Lot a righteous man? Well, we know the Bible says, well, think about this. Why did God send angels to bring him out of Sodom? He was God's child. He was God's child. 
Lot, is Jesus Lord of your life? Well, I don't think right now he is. Because I'm about to go outside to them homos out there and offer my daughters to them so they don't go and defile these angels. I'd say Jesus wasn't Lord. And yet God sent the angels to bring him out. And God brought him out. And you know what the Bible says about Lot? It says in 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Lot didn't make Jesus Lord of his life. But Lot was a righteous man. You say, preacher, that means we can just do whatever we want to. No, do you understand those people who did those things got in problems because of it? Well, David paid a big price. Everybody's always paid a price about sin. Salvation is not of any good we do. If we do any good, we ought to do it because we're saved, not for salvation. You don't get better to get saved. You get saved to get better. I said, preacher, I just, man, I just, my life, let me ask you this. Was there a time that you put your faith and trust in Christ? You say, man, I've been doing the best I can. Well, your best is not good enough. It's Jesus and him only. I say, preacher, then you mean that I could be saved and I can go and do this and this and that? You know, you know I, kinda, I would kind of wonder if you're really saved if that's what you want to do all the time. But the fact of the matter is, you say, well, you know, what about if this person does this sin or this sin? What if you tell a lie? Anybody not told any lies since you've been saved? So, well, I didn't do those other big sins. Wait, where in the Bible does it say big sins cause you to go to hell? All sin does. But thank the Lord he washes away sin by the blood of Christ. The truth of the matter is we're saved by faith and not works. Let me read it to you again. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Easy believism? Yeah, it's easy, but I know what you mean. A little child could ask Jesus to save him. Anybody could. But also know this too. He doesn't have to be Lord of your life to be saved because that's work salvation. But please don't think I'm not saying don't make him Lord of your life. He ought to be Lord of your life because you're saved. Because you're saved. It's kind of like they want to put the cart in front of the horse. You say, preacher, why do you preach this sermon? Because you understand what he said there? He said, they're perverting it, the gospel. He said, let them be accursed. I'd have to say, God says, that's a bad thing. Thank the Lord we know the truth. Amen. Amen. I hope you learned something this morning. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved. You need to trust Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank you again for this time. Lord, I pray in this invitation that we might take it serious and, Lord, examine our own hearts. I pray that every person in this room does know you as Savior, but, Lord, I can't see a heart, not one. The only heart I can really know is my own. 
And I go back to that day in August 11, 1971, when I called upon you. Lord, I didn't promise to be the best boy I could be. Lord, I didn't promise that I would never sin. God, I came to you for grace, and Lord, you gave me that grace, and you saved me, and I'm your child. And many times you've had to chasten me, but I'm still your child. Thank you for the saving grace. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room knows you that way. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed this morning. Are you saved? He said, Preacher, I'm doing the best I can. Well, let me tell you something. You know how good you're going to be? Good enough to go to hell? Good enough to go to hell? Was there that time that you trusted Christ? I wonder if there would be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, I don't know. I'm not sure. If I died right now, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. I, 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 oftentimes I thought, I'm trying my best. No, you don't try your best. You just trust Jesus. He did the best. I want there to be anyone here this morning and say, Preacher, I don't know that I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure that I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Preacher, that's me. Christian, this morning, you say, Preacher, I do know the Lord is my Savior. I know if I died, I'd go to heaven. You know what? Make him Lord of your life. You said, you just said about, no, 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 no. I said, Lordship, salvation's wrong, but making Jesus Lord of your life is right as a child of God. Maybe God spoke to your heart about something this morning. Hey, it's something I said made you upset. Think about it. Is it scriptural? Get it right with God this morning. Father, bless this time of invitation. I pray that you would have your will and way now in this invitation that you'd be pleased. And if there's somebody not saved, that they would come and trust you as their Savior today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.